Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. You need to call on the name of the Lord. Bible says in the book of um, Genesis chapter 4, verse 24 to 26, Bible says, And men began to call on the name of the Lord. From that time on, verse 26 says that, From that time on, men began to call on the name of the Lord. From Genesis, this is way in the time Enosh said, Adam's, Adam's third child was born. That's Adam, before Abraham, before Noah. People were calling on the name of the Lord. Because, because of the fall, because men fell, or man fell, Satan came in. And because Satan came in to escape the, the attacks and the plans and the demands of hell, you must learn how to call on the name of the Lord. So we are going to call on the name of the Lord. That's the way forward, bro. That's the way forward, sister. That's the way forward. Calling on the name of the Lord. What does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? Pray and call on Lord, I need your help. Bible says that Elijah, Elijah called on the name of the Lord. In, Gen in, uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 24 says that, Call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of my God. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. 1 Kings chapter 18. Said verse 24. He said, Call upon the name of your gods, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. He is the only one who's upon whom when you call, he shows up. When you call on God, he shows up. Uh, please listen to this. I don't know what you might be going through, but I know one thing. We can call on God's name. Yeah. I don't know, sister, brother, mom. Dad, uncle, auntie, son, daughter, I don't know what you are going through. But I know when we call on his name, he answers by fire. God will answer by fire on your behalf. God will answer. By don't be down. Don't be down. Don't be in fear. Be in faith. And we are going to call on his name. We are going to pray by faith. Calling on the name of the Lord. One of the reasons why it's good to call on his name is that the psalmist said in Psalm 50, verse 15, he said, call on him when you, in, the time, in the day of trouble. And he will answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and show uh, and, and, and you shall glorify me. See, see why it's good to give testimony to God? When he does it, bring him back the glory. He said, call upon me and I'll be in a day of trouble. So when trouble comes, it's just a sign that ah, it's, it's time to call on God in a different way. Can I call on him? You've cried enough. But it does, you know, crying doesn't change anything, you know. No. Sorrowing doesn't change things. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It, it gives you movement and activity, but no productivity. It gives you, you seem to be moving, but your, your story is not changing. You are at the same location. You are just moving. When you worry, it looks like something, you are doing something, but nothing is happening. Nothing good is happening. Actually, worrying actually takes away from your health. 
someone was telling me um who was i talking to recently and they told me about a relative they know yeah a relative they know i think forgotten the age who has been sick for a while has been through health challenges but has been okay for the past 10 years managing the health challenge and then uh, recently just i think around december or so there's another sickness the person developed went to the hospital the doctor said you've got the sickness and this sickness is terminal i think something like that if my memory serves me right or no no they didn't say it's terminal i think you have to be on medication again for life and something like that the person was so down the person told um the one the patient told the one who told me the story that the person as soon as i think it's the mom or so or dad or friend or said as soon as it came home he said you know what i'm tired this this diagnosis has really affected me i'm demoralized i don't think i want to live i'm tired of living two weeks i think the person died this same person who has survived sickness for 10 years had another story and the story killed him the story killed her so sometimes what you hear has the ability to determine how long you can live that is why satan will not stop bringing you information he will always bring you suggestions that's how he works he works with suggestions you had this little headache then he says ah that's covid though even though that's not a symptom of covid he said covid the other time you were you were drinking soup and i think it was a bit hot and then <clears throat> you just coughed afterwards you felt funny in your throat you coughed again <coughs> You say, I, I think I'm getting COVID. You see, Satan has suggested to you and you're also confessing it. Why are you saying things like that? Because he said, you shall have whatever you say. That's the serious statement. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. He said, you shall have whatever you say. The last statement there. The last statement. That's a powerful thing Jesus said. You shall have whatever or he shall have whatever he says. New King James, please. He shall have, he, shall, he said, he will have whatever he says not they say so until you say it you are not permitted to have it in the same way until you begin to speak this declaration is mine this job is mine this blessing is mine this marriage is, until you begin to speak it you are not you are not spiritually authorized yourself to have it your having it is a function of your speaking it so satan will first of all give you a suggestion for you to say it for you to say it sometimes the doctors will tell you look did you remember the sister's testimony they said uh don't be worried just like we were we, we normally suspecting uh, that name sometimes sicknesses have all kinds of very complex and complicated philosophical names <laughs> and then they, they said we're just checking then another another time they said it looks like you have to come back quickly because we suspect that now if she had also gone around saying uh, uh, it looks like i've got it too Look at looks like I've got it. The, 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 the test, uh, the test they did, the medical test or the examination uh, they did would have proved conclusive that she's got it. But she didn't receive it, rather came to receive a word and stood on the declaration and stood on the Bible said this woman had an issue of blood. Mark chapter 5. She had an issue of blood. And I think from verse 29, somewhere there, he said she fact of the five said she said within herself. 29 somewhere there she said within herself 
For she said, if I can only tell, one of the versions, either Matthew's version or Mark or Luke's version said, she said, uh, sorry, Mark, uh, Luke's version or Matthew said, she said within herself, she said to herself, there are times you have to say to yourself, don't wait for someone to declare you yourself. Some of these things we say, for she said within herself, if I may but touch it, I shall be. So she determined, say it. You see what I'm saying? Say it. Say it. I know in your family, marriage is very difficult. Stop saying it. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it for yourself. In my family, it's hard for people to finish university. Every time you're about to finish your, your master's, you'll be sick or something will happen. Don't say it. So Satan will give you suggestions to say. So God has also given you his word. So we can, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Be very, be very of, uh, be careful of covetousness. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So let your life be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Look at verse 6. Why did he say it? So that we may boldly say. So you have to say what God has said. You have to, God says it so you can say it. This book of the law, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, not your head, your mouth, not under your pillow. You put a fat Bible under your pillow. That is not what you need. It must go into your head, in your heart, and then speak it out. This book of the law shall not depart out of, so most of us have been reading it out of your head. No, it's out of your mouth. It must be in your mouth. When you open your mouth, Bible must be flowing. <laughs> Or when you open your mouth, it must be in line with what God has said and you expect. Psalm 107, I think so. It says that let the redeemed of the Lord say it. You have to say what you know God has done. Say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what you know God has done. Say it. Don't be quiet. Say it. Don't be quiet. Say it. Don't be quiet. Don't be silent. Say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Say so. Say so. Don't say what Satan is suggesting to you. Say what God's word has said. Say what you believe in God's word. When you believe it, say it. That's why we speak in prayers. But call on the name of the Lord. We must learn how to call. Because in Romans chapter 10, this scripture touches my heart so deeply verse 12 he said the same lord is rich unto all who call on his name you want to experience the riches of god the same lord is rich unto all for there's no there's no distinction there's no difference between a jew and a greek racial distinction does not matter and status distinction by virtue of status doesn't matter your gender it doesn't matter your educational standing doesn't matter your uh whether you are married or not all those things the uh, your employer you are no employer uh, employed or unemployed those things don't matter if you can call on the name of the lord there's no difference for god the same lord is rich to all to who all who call on his name. If you can call on his name, he'll be rich to you. And he says that, call on me, Psalm 50 verse 15, in the day of trouble, call on me. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Call on me in the day of trouble. And my job, after you call, my job is to deliver, your job is to glorify me. My job is to deliver, your job is to bring me back the testimony. You testify to my glory. You let live a life that brings me glory and honor. That's all. But I will deliver you. How do how does God deliver you? Call on him. The, as I said the other time, the problem is not with unanswered prayers. It's with unoffered prayers. Prayers you haven't offered. What you haven't prayed about is what Satan is taking advantage of. You want to pray and call on the name of God. 
on a matter in your life god intervene in this situation intervene in my case intervene on on this court issue on this health issue on this financial issue lord intervene lord intervene intervene on this marital issue on this family issue on this issue with my child lord intervene lord intervene intervene with my family intervene you're going to call on the name of the lord because god uh, God is near to all who call on his name. Bible says it's near. Psalm 145 verse 18. This scripture really is so strong for me. I can't believe. So why are we not calling on his name? Because when you call on him, he's near. He's near. Oh, it's, the Lord is near to all who call on his name. To, uh, to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. If you really, he's near. He's near. He's not far from you. Sister, he's near. He's near. He's near. Brother, he's near. God is near. God is not far. God is near. God is not far. God is near. God is not far. He's near only to those who call on him and call him out of truth or from a true heart. Call him in truth. He's near. He's near. He's near. So, what does that mean? Focus. Focus, give give God your undivided attention. Switch off the television and focus on what is happening. If not for if you are not using your phone for the service and for offering and other things, switch it up. No calls. Call on him in truth. Don't be a spectator. Be a participator. Be a participator. Get involved. Let's call on him. Let's call on him. And Bible said at the end of the evening sacrifice, Elijah called. He said he rebuilt the altar. He rebuilt the altar that these useless people have broken down. He rebuilt the altar, dark trench around. He said, pour water on the sacrifice. And he called on the name. And Bible says that as soon as he said, Oh God, oh God, show that you are God indeed of Israel, and you are turning the heart of this world to you. First Kings chapter 18, verse 34, 36, 36, 36 37. And then let, let, that they will not know that I've done this at your at your call or at your command. And Bible says, as soon as he finished saying, fire fell from heaven and consumed. That's how to call on his name. He said, Lord, let it be known. And fire came from heaven and consumed the offerings. It consumed the sacrifices. This is the time to call on the name of the Lord. You've worried enough. It's okay. It's okay. Why worry when you can pray? Why worry when you can pray? Why pray when you are worrying? Paul, in Philippians chapter 4, 6, said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. In everything. In ev so stop stressing and pray. Stop stressing. You've stressed yourself so much. Look, you, you are losing so much weight. And it's not because you don't eat, but you are stressful. You are you stress yourself too much. If fasting doesn't make you lose weight, but stress is, is affecting you. Stress is, 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 is weakening your immune system. Stress yourself too much. I can understand because humanly speaking, with what you are going through, it just calls for stress. But there's another way out. Pray. Pray. Whenever I'm afraid, he said, the psalmist said, I'll trust in you, Psalm 56, verse 3. Whenever I'm afraid, pray. Pray. So he says that, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, or not only some things. Some people may think this was not necessary to pray about. Leave them alone. If it's, it's a matter of concern for you, pray about it. He says that, let your request 
by prayer in everything by prayer and supplication let your request be made known unto god and the peace of god that transcends or that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and, uh, and, and your mind through christ jesus so you won't be stressed don't mind anyone who says that why are you praying for your car that broke down meanwhile there are people who have been eating they have lost their job in this COVID. they have lost their job and you are praying for promotion and you ah yeah what is this what is this now? oh let, let me speak like a, a nigerian oh yeah, yeah. wait it be this now why why hey. why, why? Hey. somebody suffering am i the one who is making them suffer it's like you are in hospital god forbid you will not be in hospital somebody is in hospital yeah. and the person has a severe issue with the toe the little uh, uh toe is hurting and so the person is is aching and the person is in hospital and another person also has had a car crash and the the, the skull has fractured and is in intensive care and both are in hospital and then they say, oh, this one, your this one's problem is more than yours, so stop worrying about your leg. Excuse me. The person's problem is bigger than mine, but it doesn't make my own less painful. Yeah. No, my problem is still a problem. My problem, if the person gets you, my problem will not even change. It will still be there. So don't tell me that because someone is suffering more than me, my, I should forget about my own. My own is also a problem. My own is a problem. Yes, it's a problem. I am married and I don't have a child. Some are not married at all. So I shouldn't worry about... No, I shouldn't pray about it and pray for their marriage. I can pray for them. But let me also pray by my own. Yep. I, my problem is also a problem. But yep. the only thing is I should be grateful for God that I am not like the, I'm not over there. I should be grateful for God that my situation is not that worse. So you you can be content. Where whatever state you are in, you should be content. But it doesn't mean that is your that is your uh, final state. So you can believe God as you are from the place of contentment. We pray from the place of contentment, not from the place of discontentment. We pray that God, I thank you for where you have brought me. I thank you for what you have made of me. And I pray that have more mercy on me. This is the situation because you said, God, if I am in trouble, I should call on you and you deliver me from my affliction. Jesus on earth, he was also always praying. The apostle says that we, it is not desirable. It is not right to, to focus on just movies, watching movies and entertainment. And it's not even right only to hear testimonies and not pray. He says it's not right that we should give ourselves to serving of uh, the tables and not Acts chapter six verse four, three and four, verse two actually. It says that the twelve It is not desirable. Give me uh, King James or NIV. I want something. It is not. It is not reason. That's King James. It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It's not reason. It's not right to do that. But we actually, verse four. He said, "For as for us, we will continue. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word, because prayer is important. Prayer. Well, I've said too much. More than I, I wanted to say. I just want to give you a reason to pray." A reason to know that when you call on the name of the Lord, He is near to all those who call on His name, according to what um, uh, Psalm 145, 145 verse 18. He's near to all those who call on His name. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 12, He says, He said, 
call upon me and you call upon me he said then you will call upon me and go and pray and i will listen to you yeah you will call upon me because draw near to god well, look at the next verse look at the verse, verse 13 verse 13 and you seek me and find me when you search for me uh, for me with your uh, with, you, with all your heart look at the next verse so do it truthfully i will be found of you says the lord and i will bring you back from captivity i will you will reverse that negative situation in your life and i'll bring you back from captivity. i will gather you from all the nations uh, and from all the places that you have you have been driven and says the lord and i'll bring you to the place from which i caused you to be driven into captivity so whatever caused you to go whatever caused you to miss your blessing he said if you call on me with your all your heart and draw near i'll i'll restore you somebody wants to pray they want to pray that god i believe you. when we start praying please do it with your heart don't just uh, uh, no please i beg you i beg you i beg you because there's no guarantee that the declarations the declarations will always work for you at this time but your prayer will make it work for you you see what I'm talking about? Your prayer will move from the hand of God. It will move the hand of God on your behalf. And when we declare, God is already moving on your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.